0: Requiem, requiem, forma thuzela. Excellent. This, this, I believe, um, um, my old college friend Chris Erickson, who's a big Star Trek fan, uh, used to refer to this as his least favorite episode.
1: Really? Hmm. Yeah, a, Do you remember
0: his reasoning? I honestly don't, and at the time, I, th- I thought he was nuts, but.
1: <laughs> but yeah, um, I don't know. That's, no, that's <laughs> not. Maybe as a as a composer, the premise. Well, the, of it yeah, the artistic
0: him. idea yeah. is is pretty fucking stupid. <laughs> well, I am Brahms.
1: <laughs> I am Brahms, and anybody else you might happen to think of, anybody else you've heard of, maybe you've heard of me. I'm Spielberg. Yeah, you should have thrown in. Um, I'm Hitchcock. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, jumping. Yeah, that's, in early on that one, but yeah. it's a, a premise that somebody somebody thought might was cool, um, but well, part of the premise is cool. I would part part of ar- cool, argue yeah.
0: that again, toned way way back to its bare essence, it probably is a good idea. That that this that this being would live through history and be part of things and all that, kind of the you know. There can be only one Highlander. <laughs> little, yeah, I little, thought of a like that. Yeah, that same kind of idea. But the, the difference being, is that. But but that but it, that he has yeah. to be all these famous people.
1: Well, I think he has to be because otherwise there's no way that the the crew could uncover the truth. Oh yeah. Right. Yeah, it is a device. So it has to be this. It's it's a device, but it the crew. You mean, it, Scott, Spock. I mean Spock? Spock. Spock, who's <laughs> who, apparently who has, who
0: has a PhD in art history and music, right? And, and it
1: <laughs> is a brilliant, a brilliant sight reader. Oh um, yeah, yeah. On the piano too. He knows everything. Really
0: amazing. Yeah,
2: the uh, it's a uh, couple of points about this episode. Um, one is that it was written by well, the story is by Jerome Bixby, and um, who. Died a little while back, but the last uh, movie script that he wrote was called *The Man from Earth*, and I think I mentioned this in one of our earlier casts. And the uh, the plot of that movie it's interesting uh, if you can. Ca- I don't think it's on Netflix anymore, but if you can catch it somewhere, I, I recommend watching it hmm. because the plot of that movie actually um, kind of mirrors. The plot of this episode um although it's i think it's better done much better done um it explains more about well i won't give too much away but uh I'll it does a better it. job of explaining the entire premise um okay and uh, and that in and of itself you know that uh, some immortal would have the uh, uh would you know uh live through time and assume different roles i mean in its in and of itself that's an interesting idea
0: yes. um yeah that was kind of my point is that it has some merit
2: yeah um the other thing is that if you uh think back to uh that old uh, i think it was nineteen fifty three or fifty four uh sci-fi movie uh Forbidden the Forbidden planet? planet Oh yeah, yeah. yeah it bears
0: a lot of resemblance to it.
2: Yeah.
0: I've often said that Star Star Trek goes quite a bit to that movie actually. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. It does. But the setup, especially with the mm. with the the the, the 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 love triangle business and all that, yeah, seems I, lifted I, right out of there actually.
2: Well, well except, yeah and I except,
1: right? right? Well, no, I was going to say, <clears throat> the scene where we, we meet, Reyna, mm-hmm. is is a little. There's something off about it, or something creepy about it, because we think it's his daughter. Yeah, and then like he, it isn't Forbidden he, Planet. Yeah, like it isn't Forbidden Planet. That's why I was thinking of Forbidden Planet, and then he tries to kiss her, right? And she kind of, she's sort of. Not un, not responsive. It's a little a little bit creepy. Yeah. Anyway, I'm sorry. But Go ahead. ends Eric. up being not creepy or, at all, right? Yeah. Well, right, because we we understand what what the the real situation is. Although it takes a little while, but but he presents her as a daughter type figure, right? Says I raised her, and mm-hmm. so there's for me for me the creepiness still lingered. <laughs> mm-hmm. He's kind of because he's old, much older and
0: oh, totally. uh, well, he's,
1: he's absolutely a lot older, but he also appears to be much older than than her. Um, but anyway, Eric, I'm sorry I interrupted you.
2: Um, no, I, I actually actually I, I I didn't have a point that I was trying to make. Uh, I just wanted to bring up that comparison. I, I just if um, we
0: want to back to the creepiness real quick before I lose my train of thought. <laughs> so, yeah, this might be the the whiskey talking. But I wonder, you know, okay, how how is this supposed to work? So he designs a female android to be his, you know, lover, right?
2: companion. Yeah, companion, Whatever. yeah. Yeah.
0: But, whatever. But, yeah. yeah. Ray, but she's being brought up as a daughter. Mm. type of figure. So, I mean, does does he have programming that kind of, you know, turns <laughs> takes all that out? And I it, it just it just seems a little strange. How how does that work? The, yeah. Um, it's probably more thought than the writer put into it but you know, it's,
2: well wow. and that, uh, that, that's a good point I hadn't thought of that And
0: or why would you want somebody like that Unless again unless
1: you're into that kind of thing but well he wanted hmm. a companion who wouldn't grow old right who was brilliant like he was right but and somebody so who, had con- who, had, who
0: had memories and, and, and kind of a life <laughs> had, had lived some kind of a life right Right. so yeah. that but but it was the life of, of kind of a, a you know an apprentice or a daughter or something like that i, I don't know mm-hmm. it, it's not very well no. well spelled out yeah, yeah it's or it's not
1: or probably thought through yeah you know, exactly like i mean
0: there there's there's that kind of i just want a companion in in more of a platonic sense who who can you know be as immortal as me but there's also the the lovers angle because obviously he wants Kirk to, uh, you know, get her game on. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. Awaken her emotions. Awaken her emotions. Yeah. So there, there's that. So, so there, there's something. I don't know. Something doesn't quite, quite work.
2: <laughs> that that sounds almost like a '70s porn movie. <laughs> He's going to awaken her emotions behind the green door.
0: <laughs> it's like a door opening and closing again. Yeah. Oh God!
1: Um, <laughs> and how can somebody so beautiful be so evil? Be so evil. Well, and it doesn't. It it feels somehow they didn't find the the unity of the theme of the old this guy who lives forever and the love the love triangle business mm-hmm. and and. You know, I, didn't, I, didn't, I don't understand. I see, by the end of the episode, it becomes about Kirk. And I actually thought that, the, we can talk about the last scene later, I guess. But um, I but actually, I, I um, oh, you didn't, yeah, you thought the last scene was uh. absurd. Uh. So it, it becomes, so this episode doesn't really know what it's trying to say or what, it's, or what the story really is that it's supposed to be focusing on. You know what I mean? It's like they they had this premise of this guy who lived forever, and oh, we we can discover that he was Brahms and he was Da Vinci and stuff. But that's not interesting enough, right? <laughs> then we can add the layer of the Rigelian fever on top of it, and that makes it a little more urgent. But then we don't. His motivations are are never very clear, and mm-hmm. he just uh, feels very thrown together. And and, to and me. speaking
0: about, um... Um, unintentionally to that which survives again. He, this guy apparently has a lot of power. Yeah, that's another. You know, and, and if he really wants to be, you know, left alone or whatever kind of thing, again, what what does he want? Well, he is he going to chase them off, or is, why doesn't he just welcome them in in the first place?
1: Yeah, say Here, let me solve the, let me cure the fever for you. Why don't you stay for a little while and arouse my daughter's emotions? Right. What's the reason? Why all the subterfuge and and yeah, yeah, seemingly it, it, shifting, shifting like agendas and things like that.
0: Which some of it makes sense until you figure out that oh, he can just uh, you know zap
1: the ship out of orbit into a six foot model. Right. That's that's another <laughs> si- another earmark of of third season dysfunction, uh, mm-hmm. another earmark or sign of a bad episode is... See, he's got the equipment from Cat's Paw. That, that, yeah. from the... I was just oh, going to yeah. say. <laughs> <laughs> well, so I, I get maybe not limited to... Thr- but but at least in Cat's Paw it's a it's voodoo, right? Sort of. It's right. like... Exp- the, no, the that makes a lot hot. more sense there, actually. This is like omnipotence, basically. And, un- and completely unexplained omnipotence is what I'm talking about. Like in That yeah. Which Survives <laughs> and in this episode.
0: And at least in That Which Survives, I can't believe I'm defending that, but um, at least it's some... <laughs> ancient p- perhaps very powerful civilization that we don't know much about like well okay right. this this guy apparently you know it's from earth most of his existence yeah. and his powers i mean how how much more i mean that can can he uh go hang out in the q continuum or i mean i mean how how yeah, far has he gone exactly. in all this time? It, it just right. uh, it seems really really inconsistent
1: I think what what yeah. what happens is that, and this I think this is this happens to a lot of bad Hollywood movies too, especially superhero movies. Is they they have these somebody comes up with a cool what they call set pieces, you know, yep. set piece scenes. Like, a, oh, wouldn't it be cool if the hero did this? And and somebody said, well, wouldn't it be cool if the Enterprise were turned into a model and the crew were frozen and Kirk was looking into the view screen? The view screen. <laughs> wouldn't that be really cool? Let's let's try to find a way to work that in. Well, see, and that's really uh, easy
0: and cheap to do.
2: Yeah. Well, yeah. And, you know, the thing about it is that that's uh, part of the phenomenon of special effects driving the story instead of vice versa. And right. it never ends well.
0: No, right. it's it's yeah. I mean, I, again, introducing some of these elements just, you know, again, it it made, made the uh, the story break down in certain ways or restrain strain credibility.
1: Yeah. It's distra- exactly its strange your credibility you don't believe the the in the story anymore because <clears> the <throat> motivations don't make sense the the logic of of why they the antagonist is doing what he's doing falls apart and it becomes just it distracting mm mm-hmm. um, so i to to shift subjects um I, I, was th- I remember thinking or saying at some point earlier in earlier cast on earlier episodes that why don't they just have Kirk f- genuinely fall in love? Why does it always have to be some trick, like, uh, trick? <laughs> or some, you know, like the magical tears or, you know, that have the special chemical or, or whatever or the, you know, whatever it is that makes him. Why can't he just fall in love and have it be for real? Well, he was on, he had it only
0: happened once. That was City on the Edge of Forever.
1: And that was very believable. Right, that's one reason it's so good. Yeah,
0: but this one's not believable at all.
1: No, I—that's I,
0: <laughs> we don't really buy that in the in the slightest. Yeah,
1: if nothing else, well, you
0: know, one should of be the, falling in love with her. <laughs> yeah.
2: And in you know mentioning city on the edge of forever, one of the reasons that that was believable was it doesn't happen in just a few hours. They were <clears> there for what?
0: Um, no, they take the time to develop their relationship yeah. too. And they yeah. were and they were in, together over the course ways. of
1: yeah of some period of time right yep. like Eric like uh, weeks or months or who knows yeah,
0: um, yeah yeah they established that some serious amount of time has passed it isn't just a few hours shooting pool right
1: right <laughs> yeah. Billi- yeah billiards <laughs> not billiards pool. sorry
0: billiards just billiards Billiard.
1: yes <laughs> need Buddy Hackett to say that for you <laughs> Who was that yes you guys still there? Yes. Yeah. I heard some sort of... sound. Anyway. Hmm. <laughs> um, okay. Yeah, so that, and that makes the last scene, which... I feel like there's some dialogue in this episode that's actually kind of well-written and interesting. Mm-hmm. And there's... and I'm, I'm curious. So, Eric, you had a really strong negative reaction to the final scene. And the, I thought the final scene on its own... If you forget about the st- the story that led up to it, was was really interesting. Like I thought, the interaction among those three our three leads was kind of like Kirk, you know, is is depressed and sad and trying to forget this his, this relationship, and McCoy comes in there and and says basically to Spock, like you're ne- you're never going to understand this, Spock. And Spock doesn't really say the broken anything. Broken rules. The broken rules. Yeah, yeah like the you know what love's all about. Yeah. Even let's let's forget it. Let's forget about Amok time and all that. But you know sure. whatever.
0: He didn't break no rules.
1: Well,
2: and you know, and that that is probably why I don't like it because. Okay. Yes, the the sentiment on Spock's part, what that says about the relationship between the three main characters, in particular mm-hmm. Kirk and Spock is um is good i i i don't object to that what i don't like is that with perhaps the exception of mccoy um the uh well i don't know i i guess it's that the way the, the way they have kirk behaving is out of character mm-hmm. and you know we we touched on that uh, and it, it just really bothers me because the, uh, I mean, we've established that Kirk's a playboy. He likes to go around and, uh, you know, stick his dick in anything green and weird. <laughs> and uh, so to suggest that, you know, in just a matter of like one day or something that he could fall so completely in love that he's just shattered.
0: Yeah. Well, that is right, Eric. I think that's that for me. Is what, however, fine that last scene might be as far as just in and itself, mm-hmm. this rings hollow because mm-hmm. of what came before. Mm-hmm.
2: Right. Right. And I guess you know, going by what you were saying, Rob, if that scene taken by itself, you know, perhaps if it had been, uh, well, the closing scene of City on the Edge of Forever, for instance. Mm-hmm. Then it could be very, very effective.
0: Yeah, you know, uh, I, I would, I would but... argue, though, that would actually um, be detrimental for that episode, though, because one of the things that's great about City is the fact that, you know, the last couple of scenes is like, you know, what you've done. And, and Spock obviously understands. That's the yeah, thing. About yeah. It. It's like, yes, mm-hmm. he knows. And he doesn't say I, I, it in kind of this, you know, monotone. Like yes, he does no. But and and then Kirk is just so, you know, uh, stoic. Well, he is. But, but at the end, he's he. But, but but he says, "Let's get the hell out of here." Yeah. At the end, that yeah, bitterness yeah, yeah. that you don't normally see him do that—that right. that is so much more effective. And, well, and also, and ring, seeing... ring, it rings true to the fact that um, this kind of thing, you know, you you generally have to remember them. Well, yeah. right,
2: and and I wasn't suggesting uh, putting that in as the end scene of City on the Edge of Forever. Well, no, I no, I, I Right, but right. I was just, I was just saying that that type of episode where I mean, Kurt believably falls in love and would be shattered at losing right. that. Uh, if if Requiem from Methuselah had been that kind of episode, if they had plausibly mm-hmm. developed the the love connection between Reina and Kurt, then. That end scene would be very
0: impactful, but mm-hmm. or, or would it though? Because you you could you could say that it still it th- still th- seems out of character. It's out of character, but, but then again, if well, somehow he got attached to this woman in this bad relationship. It's probably best that he does forget it, <laughs> unlike <laughs> one where there was a, a, a real uh, connection and relationship there. <laughs> I, I don't know. It's it's kind of one you know, well, spot- one in one sense, it's like maybe. Yeah. He, the, spock is let, trying to get us all to forget
2: yeah that's true forget,
0: <laughs> Don't forget this
1: episode well it, i i kind of wonder if it was nimoy's uh idea to end it that way if he was is it it feels like something he would have come up with like a, as a way of establishing some intimacy between kirk and spock but doing it in a way that 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 would ring true for spock like, it's, mm-hmm. like, Spock is, like, tra- really trying to help his friend, and so he does it in the way that he, I don't know, I, some, something about that touched me, even though I mm-hmm. agree with everything that you're saying. Yeah, and I, do. I, I think
0: seriously, though, that it, it again, if if I, if I take it apart in my head, yeah, yeah it, then... it, it's kind of a crock, but yeah. um, when yeah. I watch it, it, it is touching. And yeah. part of that is just because of the characters that, that we know right yeah and that there's this this tenderness there that that's expressed that uh you know we all, we all respond to because of that
2: well you know and and I I agree with that um <coughs> just you know everything else stripped away uh it's it's a good character interaction show or scene but um you compare it to some of the first and second season uh Episodes uh, like some some of the interaction uh, between Kirk and McCoy in um, episodes like obsession and the ultimate computer and um, Balance of Terror balance of Terror in particular Mm -hmm. I think and Mm -hmm. the Corbin might maneuver and It's more uh, It's it's less overt um, than this Um, I mean, there. I don't. I, I don't know. Um, I, I guess it's just my uh, favorite, the preference I have for uh, first and second season episodes in general. But uh, no, I
1: think, I think I think what you're saying is true, and it's it also it, it has to be earned. You know what I mean? Yeah, it has to be right. earned by the episode, in order for us to, to for it to really pay off. And exactly. if the rest of the episode is not believable, then it's not going to pay off, even though it, it might, because of, like John said, the residue of, you know, of attachment that we already have to these characters, it still might pull up, pull us, our, you know, grab our heartstrings some. It's not going to be as effective as if the episode is well told and well written and plausible, you know?
0: Sure. Mm-hmm. Right. So what did you guys think of um,
1: the the recycled nomad robot? Oh my gosh! <laughs> it looks like, and I realizing that this is with a colander it made on f- it. I think it was made for for poor for less for low definition. It, yeah, it looked like it looked like a colander, <laughs> it <was> and uh, <laughs> <laughs> it was really awful. Yeah, uh, un- unusually bad. You know, it's like usually they. I mean.
0: And there's at least one scene where you can see the string. <laughs> did you notice looking that? that.
1: <laughs> I kept looking for the string. I don't. Know I, saw I saw at it at least once. Time, but yeah. Yeah,
0: and I wasn't really looking closely for it. I just like, hey, there's the string. It's moving back and forth.
2: <laughs> well, do you, did you notice that they actually cannibalized the uh, Nomad model from...
1: Oh, yeah. Angelic? Yeah, that's exactly right. They... Oh, they did? They just sort of jiggered with it a little bit? Or yeah. upside down or something. I
0: don't
2: know. Yeah, the the bottom of it uh, was actually, if you turn it upside down, it was uh, Nomad's head.
1: Oh, okay. Yep. Yeah, that was that was definitely a weak, yet another weakness of of the episode is that that thing. Um, there were also a few scenes where the camera was shaking, and I couldn't oh. figure out whether that was. Intentional, but it was it was very distracting. I'm glad, I, I'm glad you mentioned that. Yeah, there there's some
0: really strange um, photography in this one. When they're it's when like they're doing the waltz, the, the, these bizarre, yeah, yeah the, the, these extreme skewed angles and things
1: like that. Mm-hmm. And I'm not sure what the point of it was. Yeah, It's like, yeah. Oh, something is not right about this. <laughs> <laughs> when when they were doing the waltz, the camera was shaking as it's following them around, and I it just. Yeah, it was you know, very, very
0: odd. I don't know. Yeah, and it, it wasn't um it wasn't done in, you know, a way you would cover something like that that, that the camera would move with the choreography, which right, which happens right. in, you know, more conventional like in a musical or something like that. Yeah. that. that's kind of standard. Or or you'd have more of a static shot, right? Where you would, where it would just track Track the action, but th- this was just b- fucked up, bizarre. I don't. <laughs> I, I honestly don't. And it wasn't even even the the bits of like the insanity, where where that where that guy looks into what's his name's box and goes nuts and they, they, oh, and they, the fish, they oh, use right. the fish eye, eye lens, lens and, the, and have walleye yeah, vision yeah. and all that. And, <laughs> right. You know, they, even that made, at least you knew <laughs> what, right. you know what they were trying to do.
1: You knew what they were trying to do. But yeah, this but this, this just... You have no idea what, or whether, then you kind of wonder, is this, was this just a bad cameraman or something? Yeah,
0: I just oh, don't, no. and I, I know that what, what very recently in the in the run of the show, their director of photography left that had worked oh. on the show since day one.
1: And he was oh. very a uh, very important
0: Yeah, he was one of the one of the technical collaborators on the show that yeah, came yeah. in at the beginning. I remember reading about that in that These Are the Voyages book. And wait, when did he leave again? Um two or three episodes back from the one we're on oh. now. I can't remember which oh, one, okay, so, I remember so, reading that on Memory Alpha. Oh, that's right. Okay. So and well, yeah, that's, yeah. That, so maybe that's but but this just seems really, really weird.
2: Well, you know, and uh, it reminds me of the um, the rat, the euphemism about rats deserting a sinking ship because Bob Justman and um, Gene Coon also left a couple of episodes back, uh, right. left the production team, and so, you know, there goes pretty much all of the continuity and... Um, uh, really experienced, knowledgeable production staff.
0: And I, I actually I don't think that's so uncommon with a lot of these shows. People yeah. come and go, move on to, uh, to other things, but it doesn't really explain
1: some of these odd choices.
2: Yeah.
1: Well, you also had there was a period in the second season when they they had they were just um, using a, a kind of a handful of the same directors for. Mm-hmm. For most of the episodes, and there were, like, um,
2: Mark Daniels.
1: Exactly, Mark Daniels was one. Joseph, I think Joseph Pevney was another one. Yeah, they had a yeah. roster
0: of, of people. that yeah, worked, worked they on the were show. Like,
1: and you could tell by season three that that's gone. That they're yeah you, yeah I don't recognize the names and um, Which I think
0: is true today for a lot of even good shows. Several of the same you know, showrunners or directors and writers mm. do the show. Yeah. yeah. And you know that makes sense. But yeah, I'm glad you pointed pointed that out cuz that that was really peculiar. I did not get it. Yes. Um how about uh Reina the character? What do we think about her?
2: You mean from a misogyny point of view? She wh-
1: well, uh, in general, she becomes actually less interesting as the episode goes on. At the beginning, you think, "Oh, here's a here's yeah. a very a very brilliant woman who's maybe a foil for Spock or something," <laughs> and then by the end, she's just and she she becomes kind of more automaton like as the episode proceeds. And then, okay, here's the here's the worst. They're having this big confrontation in this room. Where she comes in and is like, no, it's my choice, and she's, you know, she's really struggling and and trying to figure all this out. And then in that room, there are covered corp or bodies or whatever with little right. signs that say like Reina thirteen, Reina fourteen, <laughs> Reina fifteen, <15." laughs> and she doesn't notice. She's just <laughs> yeah, hanging know. out there watching. Everybody you know. but her notices. And she, yeah, and she doesn't know. Wait but, a second. Why is there sign, Why are there signs that say Reina? Well, you wouldn't verse. wouldn't you think the perfect woman huh. would know that? <laughs> right? <laughs> but it doesn't occur to her, I guess. I mm. don't oh, know. Uh Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it it
0: by by the end, you know, it it, it it further cements the uh the absurdity of the the romance with Kirk. Yeah, it does.
1: <laughs> it does.
0: God. You just don't get it.
1: And I think Shatner, I mean, Shatner is a like a professional and he's, you can tell that he's working very hard to make this plausible and mm-hmm. you kind of think, I think you kind of appreciate him as an actor more when the material's bad in a way because you sort of, he still tries to work with it. You see him, yeah, really trying to like, okay, let me try to fi- make this work. Let me try to find, find this sort of, you know, react in a way that makes it look like I'm falling in love, falling for this woman and.
0: Yeah, no, Shatner was actually okay. And that's why I didn't have a problem with him. And and actually, the the guy who played uh, in, like, Flint was. uh, like, Flint, yeah. um, He was okay, too. Yeah. You know, he was a little too old and crusty to be. (laughs) Yeah. Sometimes, yeah. I'm not sure why he had to be that old, actually.
1: Right, because if (laughs) he's. If he lives forever, does he. I mean, it wouldn't have been more interesting if he'd been
0: a younger man. Yeah, and he turned out yeah. to be this guy.
2: Well, right. I guess the question is when he stopped aging and why he stopped aging, which was never explained. So, I mean,
1: right?
0: Yeah, except when he left the Earth, his the rays or fields. Yeah. And then oh, now, remember they they tacked that on at the end. It's like, oh, he's gonna die yeah. now. He left yeah. The Earth. Yeah. So if he goes back to Earth, does he stop aging again? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he couldn't couldn't he just zap himself back to to planet Earth and rejuvenate? Um, I don't know. <laughs> that that's actually something I I wish they hadn't done. They 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 could have not bothered to to do that. I think have McCoy like oh by the way he's actually gonna die now.
2: Oh yeah yeah
0: I I I, I that was kind of like oh come on. <laughs> yeah. You know, it, it's it, it's a little bit like that, that episode, uh, you know, in Next, uh, Next Gen, where they, they find that guy who's very long-lived, who's uh, the only survivor of a planet. You remember that one?
2: Are you talking about the one where he wipes out the... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh,
0: yeah. yeah. Um, and, and at the end, you know, Picard just goes... I was thinking goes, about that one. I, I, his, his, The only thing I know is that he should be left alone. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's, it's very kind of, it, powerful. It, in a way, that episode is Requiem for Methuselah done better. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Some pays. of that I That's idea. the one where
2: Worth goes, and good tea Nice. nice house Helps.
0: <laughs> that's, that's actually one I like quite a bit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Aside from the scene of Consular Troy being tortured with music box themes in her dream. But, uh... mm. yeah. Yeah. It is actually a pretty cool episode, though. I, I've seen it not too long ago. Um, any other points on this one? Um. So, speaking of, uh, next-gen... Oh, go go ahead. No, go ahead. I... Did you guys think that have the, for... uh, The waltz that Spock's playing was actually written for this episode? Really? Hmm. That's what it says in here, yeah, I was... It was actually written. Well, I just saw it a second ago. Um,
1: I know it's here. I
0: I can't find it now. I must have imagined it.
1: While well, you're you're yeah, please please. Yeah, that I noticed that um, <clears throat> the that Flint has. An early uh, prototype for a flat-screen TV, right, in his oh. bedroom. Oh, you're right. Yeah,
0: he it does look kind of like a flat panel. Like
1: A flat panel. Or it just looks, looks like a
0: picture. Um, Ivan Didmars wrote huh. the piece of music that Spock plays. Hmm. That that's kind of neat.
2: Is it in the? Is it authentically in the style of Brahms?
0: Maybe I, I don't know.
1: You would it, It's kind of it's
0: kind of generic. Yeah. It yeah. it almost sounds a little too old. It almost sounds too. like you know nineteenth century. Yeah. Or, too old to be Brahms. Uh, it, it, it it almost sounds you know, like something written more in a Strauss kind of. leo mm. When did Strauss Brahms live? Of. Late late nineteenth century. oh uh.
2: I didn't realize it was that recent. He lived that recently.
1: Yeah, I think so. Isn't that right, Rob? Um, yeah. yeah. I think that's right.
0: Yes, indeed. So, uh, Eric, you had some?
2: Uh, no, I was just uh, I was trying to remember the uh, title of that episode that oh, yeah? we were. That next gen episode
0: i'll go on with my little my little thing which i may have brought up before but i think would be fun and a fun exercise not a little bit like rob's um chart of star trek episode types hmm. except i it was kind of a if you were going to go back through next gen which has some really great moments in it but an awful lot of clunkers what, what if that show had been made in a contemporary 12 to 13 episode season structure? And you assumed that, you know, the bad ones would not have gotten made.
1: Mm.
0: Which ones would you pick? <coughs>
1: yeah. It's uh, of next gen?
0: Yeah. Each season take half, say, let's just say half of them. Oh, wow. That, I mean, I, I, I've been thinking about, you know, just writing up a list of, like, going through all the episodes and saying, okay, here are the best ones, or important ones. They can just be ones that are important for Mm -hmm. character stuff. And Uh, and get rid of all the crappy ones. Yesterday's
2: Enterprise would be right up there for me. Um, uh, Measure of a Man. um, uh, Darmok, Who Watches the Watchers.
0: Darmok. but there's going to be a lot more, there's going to be more than just those really, really great ones.
1: Yeah. So, so there there would be the list of what are your, what do you think are the best episodes, but then if you were going to try to make, yeah, if you were going to try to watch the episodes because that are the most Because I, I, I was, I've been
0: wanting to go back and rewatch the show, yeah. but I don't really want to sit through all seven seasons yeah. in their entirety. Yeah. Some of them are just awful. Yeah,
2: especially the uh, <coughs> first season.
1: Yeah, first there's, two. There's two only one episode imagine? out of
2: this. Well, t- second season picked up quite a bit. Um, they had some. Uh, Major of a man was in second season, and that's a really yeah. good yeah. episode. There's a, there's a few good ones um, in there. I mean, if, if, um, and
0: some of them actually didn't have uh, Doctor Pulaski either, so that's helpful. Yeah,
2: <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. I I didn't mind Doctor Pulaski uh, actually. I I really didn't like her, but uh, yeah, yeah, that, I know that's a, John, that's yeah. a thing. Yeah.
0: Sounds like a personal problem. I, I to me. think we, but I, I, I think if you know, we should um, come up with a with some lists. I'd be interested to compare compare notes on that. Well, yeah, it maybe for maybe future reference. Yeah, for right. maybe since we're coming up yeah. to
2: the end of uh, the original series, um, if uh, come up with uh, the top, I don't know half. So it'd be what. Um, 38, the top 38, um, or 36 episodes, something like that. If, I mean, if we could cut out half of the episodes, which ones would of be Of all cut?
0: seven seasons? Of all seven. Of
2: all three, three seasons. I was talking about the original. Oh,
0: other- you're talking about original.
1: Oh, oh yeah. original.
2: Yeah. Because, I mean, um, we've come up with, uh, or tried to come up with a top 10 and, mm-hmm.
1: um,
0: that, 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 I don't know. Yeah, that too. yeah. Okay um food for thought
2: but yeah uh, are you thinking of doing a uh, or maybe an abbreviated review of next gen
0: well i don't know if that i mean this this could be ways a ways down the road yeah maybe that's something or we maybe maybe we do an episode we do a podcast on each season yeah after we've had time to go watch the good ones or something like that mm-hmm.
2: hey guys can you hold on for just a second yes
1: um, yeah, I think I think that's worth doing to try to call down the episodes and figure out which ones are the most are the best and also the most important in terms of character development and overall. Right. Obviously, you would want to include all of the early episodes with the Borg, right? For yeah,
0: example. yeah. You. Do. Those are all
1: those are all pretty good episodes anyway. Mm-hmm. I guess. Yeah. It, 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 it I mean, to me, it only gets
0: yeah. kind of near the end where they wear out their welcome.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Get overused. It's true, right. And The same thing with Q. Most of the Q episodes are good. Yeah, yeah, they are. They are if, if I mean, I,
0: I, I, I've read a few. You know, there've been a number of kind of uh, retrospective next gen s- essays on the web and stuff that I've read, and so you know, some some people don't really like Q very much as a character.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Find him kind of annoying, and you know, it's kind of a, a cheap, <laughs> cheap device.
1: Yeah.
0: And and maybe part of the reason it works so well is just uh, Delancey was so right, good. Right, yeah. And they just had so much fun with with the characters on those episodes.
1: Right, yeah.
0: So. <clears throat> well, have you seen any movies lately, Rob?
1: Um, we saw... What did we see? Um, we did... Uh... Alright, I'm
2: back. So, um, you were talking about maybe doing a, uh, uh, season by season,
0: yeah, maybe one 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 chat per season or something like that. Yeah, that might be a good amount. It's not too bad. Yeah, so something to think um, about. Maybe we over email. We can uh, kind of get some lists together and and plot that out along with some other ideas of things to do when this this stuff's done.
1: Definitely.
2: Mm-hmm. Oh, and by the way, John, that uh, episode that next gen episode you were talking about is called the Survivors.
1: Okay. That which survivors. <laughs> Thank God, no. Yeah. <coughs> to give it to the original series, that the episode titles are much more memorable. They are.
2: A lot of them are Shakespearean. Yeah. yeah,
1: yeah. But, Many of them are. But you remember them. You do. You do. Well, you know, even
2: the, uh, a lot of the bad. You know, that which survives, that's a that's yeah. an interesting title. It's an intriguing sure. title, but it it's, is. it's
1: better than the episode deserves. <laughs> yep. That's <laughs> true. Yeah. It's true. All right, uh, gents, I have to sign off. Yeah, let's um, let's wrap okay. it up. But um we will we reconvene. What what are the what are the next two episodes uh on the list, Eric? Oh, <laughs> hold on just a Sabaturi second. Savage Curtain, I know it's one of them. <laughs> oh boy. Yeah, far, far. Yeah, Way that. to Eden,
0: I think, is one of them. <coughs>
1: Oh, boy. Yeah. <laughs> going to have fun with that one. I'm looking forward to that. I am
0: looking forward. I haven't seen it for a while either.
2: You know, actually, uh, just out of curiosity, I went and uh, a few days ago and I watched it again. And, uh, I mean, it, it's fun from a campy standpoint, but it also is, it's kind of, Yes, uh, it's the Way to Eden and the Cloudbinders.
1: Oh, minders, Cloud Cloud okay. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Well. Um,
2: um, we have, we yeah, have our orders. It actually is uh, not as I, I don't rate that one as bad as Spock's Brain, for instance. Um, I mean, it has some. There is a campy,
0: a fun. Oh campy yeah, aspect, no, I, I, th- I, th- I think you're right.
1: Yeah. Uh, next time we'll have a good chat about that. Yeah, on our next right, episode. I've been listening to I spend a lot of time in the car because I have a s- hour It takes me about an hour and 10 minutes to get to work to the, sort of Ooh, the law way. school. Ooh. Yeah, it sucks. I fortunately I don't have to come in. I come in about 4 days a week usually. But mm. um it uh so I've been, I listen to a lot of audio books, and I've been listening to the Stephen King um his latest, I think, it's called Revival. I don't. Do you re- uh, do you ever read Stephen King? Yeah, uh, Charlotte's a big fan. She is oh, okay, so yeah. maybe she's she'll get to it. It's really creepy and and actually really good. Um, he, I sometimes he 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 annoys me because he he'll put stuff in there that I think just feels kind of flat and and mundane. Mm-hmm. And I think, and I've kind of started to realize that it's part of his. Part of the of why his stuff works is because he ha, he'll ha, he'll like have this kind of flat sort of he'll be describing like all these kind of everyday stuff that the characters are doing and it's not really very interesting and he uses kind of uses a lot of cliches and things like that but then when when his big sort of creepy stuff happens or when he starts to introduce those those supernatural elements and things like that it, it actually works because it stands out mm-hmm. i don't know it's it's interesting like you would think that an effective horror or, or whatever would would be lots of twist, you know twists and turns and a, a thrill ride type of experience but that's not the way that he does it you know he's well he builds slowly and then introduces creepiness you anyway, go ahead well, well, keep in mind
2: uh, that, uh, I know it's a different medium, but how uh, Spielberg in Jaws, Jaws. Uh, kept the uh, shark, um, well, we don't see the shark until mm-hmm. halfway or even more through the movie.
1: Yeah, that's true.
2: Save the Oops. horror punch for, you know, you have a build up so that you're anticipating and then finally let him have it.
1: All right. So good night all. Good night. All right.